Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm in Luke chapter number 18. This is where the Lord's led me today. I've been on uh, just... Uh, And I know uh, it's been a while since I preached on this particular topic, but Randy and some of the others have touched it. But I want to preach, teach, share tonight, whatever, on praying people. Praying people, Luke 18. This story, some's confused about this particular parable. It's not telling us that we have to pester God to get our prayers answered. It's a contrast in this parable is what it is. And so as I read this, keep that in mind. Keep in mind at this time, women didn't have much, they didn't have any authority. And matter of fact, they considered second-class citizens. <clears throat> and so when she's on her own, she, she had no right in the court. She couldn't appeal. And if, without a husband to go before the judge, <clears throat> she was just kind of out there in limbo. And uh, so keep that in mind as Jesus is, now these, when Jesus given this parable, <clears throat> all the locals, people, they would have known this. They'd have thought this is a big deal that this woman got heard in the first place. So she wouldn't have had any right to the judge or to the place of the tent and, and it would have wearied him <clears throat> So with that in mind, let me read the parable again. Luke 18, verse one, if you're there, shout amen. amen. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Typical politician. And there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard men, regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? It may take a while. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Father, I love you. I thank you for this night. Thank you, Lord, that every time we fall on our knees, we can hear our God, and our God in heaven can hear us, and, and, and we can hear through your word and by your spirit. I pray that you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue and preach me with accuracy inside the writ. I pray, God, you'd touch the hearts of the people. Encourage us tonight, Lord, to be praying people. Bless this word, this time. They might be a lost one here tonight. I don't know, but you know, Lord. They could pray and be gloriously saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I pray you use me now for a little while. Once again, I ask it in the king's name, Jesus. Amen. 
And amen. Praying people. Now, the contrast here is this. If, if, if this woman, if this woman wearies a judge who doesn't fear God, doesn't fear man, has no respect for nobody except him, me, my, and I, he's doing his work, collecting his duty, or his dues, and that's all he's concerned about according to the parable. He's not worried about people, he's worried about himself. If that kind of guy can take care of a widow and will avenge her, how much more our God's gonna do for us? We are encouraged to pray. We got into this thing by prayer. Now look, we believed the Spirit of God convinced us, convicted us, converted us. We get into this thing by prayer, but then we call. The convincing brings to the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. So therefore, we get into this family, we get into this Christian walk, we get into the body by prayer. It all starts by prayer. Say, so, well, I never prayed. Then, then you're going against what the book tells us to do. I just said it in my own prayer. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With the heart man believeth into righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You don't confess unto man. You confess unto the Lord. And we confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. So we are commanded to pray. When Jesus said this, uh, we, we call it the Lord's Prayer. Really, it's the disciples' prayer. He said, when you pray, say. I think we speak that. When we speak that, our own mind hears what we converse with the Lord. Silent prayer is okay. It's not the position of the body. It's a condition of the heart that, that, that actually puts us in a place of prayer. But when we pray, when we pray, when we speak prayers open, I don't know what a moment of silence does. I think it gives place to the devil. Yeah. I mean, when you're speaking things to God, when you're speaking scripture, you're speaking what the devil can't come against. I pray scripture sometimes. It's not always petition. It's sometimes it's scripture. So we are commanded to pray. I think I'm fearful of this. Sometimes we're just not compliant. Now, I've I'm, 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 I'm got, got, got a few kind of unusual things I want to touch on tonight concerning praying people. Now, that's what the Lord's trying to convince them. He's speaking to the disciples here. He's trying to convince them to be praying people. Praying, and, and we pray. We, have, we pray because we have faith that our prayers are going to do something. Now, some take that to the nth degree. And they want to pray for frivolous things. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure we, I know you ought to pray. I've got to be careful right here. Paul said, pray without ceasing. I believe we ought to do that. I ain't praying for your dog. Just lost some of you. They make them every day. They don't have what we have. My prayer, my prayer is going to be person-centered. The things of God, for God, 
in the image of God. Now, when you get to talking about things made in the image and the likeness of God, then you've got my full attention and I feel obligated to pray for that. I think we ought to, I think when he's teaching us to pray, well, just read what the Lord said to pray for. First, we start praising the Lord, talking about in our prayer life how holy he is, and then we can ask for daily bread and, and forgiveness of sin and forgiving others that, for, that haven't forgiven us. We can come down the line then when we do those things compliant to our prayer life. So we're commanded to pray, but I think sometimes maybe we're not compliant. And, and I, I, I want to hit just a, just a few Real quick right here tonight. I want us to consider this. Um, and so we come to what kind of prayer is it that we, that we pray or what happens when we pray? Well, there is this. Sometimes there is an unanswered prayer. And I'm not talking about Garth Brooks' song either. Some of you didn't know that, but I, I know. I'm talking about things that we pray for that God is way out there ahead of us and he knows before we pray that prayer that we don't need that thing. And at that time, we're convinced that we need it. I'm not the only person in this room prayed something that God, thank God, did not answer my prayer. He knew better than I. Was I fervent in that prayer? Oh, yeah. Was I expecting something to happen? I was. Did it happen? Not like I asked him for. Thank the Lord. Hey, you want an example? Let's go to let's go to First Kings, about chapter nineteen, when the man of God has had a marvelous victory, slew the prophets of Baal. I mean, he's on top of the world. One woman threatens him, and he runs off to Beersheba. And he gets under the juniper tree. Everybody, every Christian in this room has spent an hour or two under that bush. And he says this. He requested for himself that he must die. Just go ahead and kill me, Lord. No. Just lay under the tree. It's not always bad to be under the juniper tree. Because first thing he done, when he was under that tree, he got some rest. He'd have been wearied in this journey. And he laid down and slept. And then he got fed. He got some heavenly food, praise God, prepared. Woke up, hey, listen, I don't know when the last time you eat a loaf of bread, you could go 90 or 40 days on it, but hey, he woke up, 40 days went on that bread. God didn't kill him. Do you think Elijah was fervent in that prayer when he asked to die? Sure he was. Just go ahead and kill me, God. Get me out of the way, I'm done here. Nobody likes me anymore. No. Still got something for you to do. Uh, you got to choose somebody to come behind you, and 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 he's over there plowing the yoke of oxen. I'm going to send you over there to get him. He's going to spend some time in the cave. That's going to straighten him out. God come by and you get in the cave. He'll straighten you out. 
Yeah. Anybody in here besides me been in the cave? Oh, yeah, you've been in the cave. He come by. What you doing in the cave, Elijah? Yeah. Shouldn't be in the cave. Yeah, we've all been there. What are you saying? I'm saying God didn't answer his prayer. He'd have missed the experience of that still small voice. He'd have missed the calling of Elisha. He'd have missed smoking them guys when they come to hit him 50 at a time. He'd have missed the fireworks. And of all those things, he'd have missed his chariot ride to glory and wouldn't let him have to taste death. What if God had killed him? Aren't you glad that sometimes he doesn't answer our prayers? You may be praying something right now and you're wondering, why has God not answered this for me? Why haven't I? I need this right now, God. God's saying, no. That's not what you need. And I'm telling you, we are spoiled, rotten. Spoiled. We're so used to getting our way. And I'm telling you that if it isn't just right, we're upset. I know. Hey, look, I, I, I'm preaching myself. That's the reason when people keep me from getting where I know I need to be, it bothers me terrible. Terrible. Mike Blanton could care less if it snowed oats. If they're running 50, he runs 50. He'd care less. Just driving. If I'm in the passenger seat, I'm going crazy. Pass them. What are you following these guys for? I'm saying what we want, we're spoiled. We're so used to getting our own way. God said, hey, you're praying the wrong thing. How do we know when we're praying the wrong thing? Well, one, it would be out of the will of God. Two, it'd be against scripture. And three, it may not be what he's got in mind for us and we don't know it yet. Are you still with me? Praying people have unanswered prayers. Sometimes, sometimes we have this. And I, I heard someone say this this evening. And, and I know these, I know these people. They're lost as a ball in high weeds. I mean, they just well be talking to this carpet. And they said, We're sending our prayers. I thought, who are you praying to? We have unanswered prayers, but hey. We have unacceptable prayer. Unacceptable. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a way to pray. We can't, we, can't, we can't come to God with our head high and our heart full and mostly of ourself and expect, listen, that's unacceptable prayer. Sometimes our prayer, and I, look, I'm preaching myself. Sometimes our prayer becomes this. It becomes routine. Routine prayer. Now he's already told us. He's told us, hey, don't be repetitive. Don't, don't just, don't just. Now I'm not saying you can't pray for the same thing over and over. I'm saying that it's not supposed to be habitual and without feeling and without understanding and without humility and know who you're talking to or trying to talk to. Because prayers can be unacceptable prayer. 
Esau, Esau sought repentance with tears. God said, nope. In Proverbs, he said this, they shall call and I will not answer. You know why? Because they wouldn't follow his instruction. The psalmist said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. Unacceptable prayer. I'll never forget what uh, Brother Gibbs was in Florida preached this. I think he's Florida. I may have heard him say that. Anyway, David Gibbs preached this. He was in the room with Lester Roloff and they were in a court, they were in a, going to court over some situation. And, and Lester told him, said, get over here in the morning at five o'clock, said, we're going to pray. Well, they didn't have to be in court till seven or eight o'clock, he thought, or eight or nine o'clock. He thought, what are we getting there at five o'clock in the morning for? He said, when I come in, he said he had scripture, Bible laid out, stuff laid all over the place. He told him, he said, you get in that corner and pray, and I'm going to get in this corner to pray. He said, and we're going to get clean. Brother Gibbs said, I thought, well, I thought I was pretty clean. He said, when he started praying, I thought, my word. And he said, when we got done, we were clean. Sometimes we come with spots and things on us, and I'm telling you, we're trying to get that thing answered, unacceptable, get clean and get answered. Praying people. There's unanswered prayers, thank God for them. There's unacceptable prayers. We know some, look here, I've prayed some of them. Just fall, hey, look here, <laughs> gotta pray, gotta pray, go and go pray. Pray, why, cause you pray, I pray every morning, every evening, two or three times a day, I've several, I mean, I pray all the time. People call me, some call on the prayer chain, several times a day, want prayers, this or that or whatever. While I'm there on that, let me touch something right here, if I may. Look here. Uncle Fred's Aunt Susie from Nebraska. We don't know. Uh, you just well let somebody else pray for them. Uh, uh, look here. Is there any fervency in that, Brother Branch? If we don't have a clue who these people are. Now, if they're your personal friend, I'm all in. Are you with me? If you know them, we know them, especially. But you know, mainly, you know who that's for? You. Here. This body. Why? I know you. You know me. I know if you call me and say, hey, I need you praying for my kid, my family, my friend, my personal friend, we have a relationship here. I'm in. But I'm just going to tell you. I don't know how acceptable it is if I don't know them from Adam's house cat and never heard of them before and, and uh, how fervent can it be? I'm just being, trying to be very plain here. We need acceptable prayer. It's the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man that availeth much. So can it be effectual and fervent if we are clueless to what we're praying about or who we're praying for? Now, uh, let, me, let me put a side note on this. If they're lost as Hogan's goat and in and, and danger of dying and going to hell, I can get a little more fervent about that. Unacceptable prayers. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that we may pray some of them. 
But here, you know, here's what, this got on me today. And I asked my son about that. I said, Dusty, what, what? I said, I'm going to preach on an unanswered prayer. He said, that's good, Dad. I run my messages by my boy a lot of times. I said, and I'm, think, I'm thinking about not only, un, I said, an unacceptable prayer. He said, oh, that's, that's good. I'm sure we've had some of them. I said, but you know what stirred me, what got me started on this whole thing? When I prayed this morning, Brother John, I'm praying this morning, if I ever heard God's voice, I'm, I'm begging him for what to use tonight. I, because I mean, it's Wednesday night. I'm on, Wednesday night's pie night. Most time it's uh, double pie with, with ice cream on it. You come on Wednesday, I ain't throwing no rocks at you. And I'm, I'm, so Wednesday night, I mean, hallelujah. I'm thinking, God, sweeten this thing. What can I give tonight that's sweet? And he just said, pray. That's all I heard. I mean, just profound like he whispered right in my ear, pray. So I just kept praying. That's a good thing to do when God instructs you. Just keep going down. So I'm praying, I'm turning. Prayer comes on me. Prayer, pray, prayer, prayer. I said, I'm, okay, I'm slow, but I'm not that slow. I'm getting it. We need to hear about prayer tonight. And the glory bells go off. I say, oh, I'm in the right patch now. So I said, Dusty, I'm sure I just where the Lord had me tonight. Unanswered prayer and unacceptable prayer. And we've all had some of these. But here, I said, does this even make sense? Unavailable prayer. He said, uh, unavailable. He said, are you talking about not praying? Ding, ding, ding. First prize, you get the blue ribbon. What is unavailable prayer? It's simply something we haven't prayed. The only thing that makes it unavailable is us. We have not because we, you got it. That simple. What is that? Well, that we make it. We make it unavailable. Why? 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 Because he said, pray. Now I want you to get a hold of this. It wasn't Randy Maynard or John Mead or somebody that said, hey, talk to the preacher. No, this is the creator of all things that said, I want to hear from you. I want you to talk to me. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's good right there. It's one thing for a man to let you speak with him, but it's another thing for the God of glory to say, you talk to me. That's good. And so it's no longer unavailable. It's actual prayer. When we speak to him, we speak with him. I don't know that I speak to him, but I speak with him. My, I mean the God of all things. Here's a heathen by the name of Mike McCoy and let's him come to his throne of grace with boldness that I might obtain mercy and find grace to help in a, in a time of need. How good is that? And then my mind starts spinning. I start thinking about answered prayers. Because sometimes, hear me church, sometimes we think that's not available to me. 
Oh, contrary, it is available to you. Men ought to always pray and not to faint. The word faint there means to lose consciousness, be helpless and without strength. So what does that say to us? That says when we are broken, hopeless, and without strength, what should we do? Pray. The greatest arsenal, or the greatest weapon we have in our arsenal is prayer. Now I know, we're often like Daniel. And we're praying, and we're praying, and God has to come back and tell us, I heard you the first day. I just, I just, just got hindered over here a little bit by the devil and king of Tyre. We had some issues of Persia. Had to, was it Tyre or Persia? I forgot. But I got tied up over here. I, I heard you the first time you... You just got down, Daniel, the first time you, you said the words. I heard you the first time, Mike, that you got down and cried out to me. I, I heard you that day. I knew you, you, you was talking to me. You just waiting on my response. You just keep talking until I talk back to you. Now, I pray for some, the same people, the same things every day. I got a list that I pray for every day. Every day I'm calling these names. I'm calling these. Adam's not on that list anymore. I pray for his health and his health. But he's not on that list. Praise God. And every now and then, God comes by and just marks one off the list. About the time I'm about to quit calling the name. He marks one off. He reminded me of that. He reminded me of when I didn't know what to do. And I'm praying about it. He comes to show me here. Did answer that prayer for me. He reminded me when, when my daddy had cancer and we thought it was real bad and it, 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 cancer had killed mama. And I, I was being selfish that time. And I don't ask God for many miracles. You've heard me say that. And that's one of them. I, I don't know it was a miracle. It just answered prayer. But I asked him, I said, God, I said, don't, don't let dad die. I'm, I'm being, I know I'm being selfish. Mama died. She'd been dead a while. I said, don't let cancer kill my daddy. And I'm telling you, if God tells me, he don't always answer me right there. But I didn't have to wait on that answer. Matt Dukes, he said right there, right there in the prayer room. I nearly jerked the legs off my singer-song machine. He said, okay. I mean, I just like somebody said it. I knew. I come out of the prayer room, told my wife, that's okay. This is cancer, ain't no big deal. Now, they, we went through the surgery. He had, the, he had, the, had the surgery. I'm not saying it shouldn't have surgery. I'm saying that they still have surgery and still die. Amen. It's in the hands of God. And the surgeons are just men. And they'd go by the book the best they can. And they still are perfect. But I knew that day. And when the doctor came out after the surgery, Mary Lou said, don't you want to talk to the doctor? And I said, I already have. What do you know? I said, he's Okay. She said, well, I'm going to talk to him. I said, you talk to him if you want to. And he went over and he said, you know what? This wasn't near as bad as we thought, and he's going to be okay. And I just looked up and said, you come some super prayer preacher? No. No. But it was available. I could have left it alone, put it in the hands of that surgeon. It could have been more complicated. He could have been... A lot of things could have went wrong. But it went better than anticipated. 
I'm saying there's available prayer. The heartbroken mama living, trying to raise a little girl by herself. She's late for work. Little girl's late for school. Mama don't have any money. Praying that she can get to work, get to school. Runs out of gas on the side of the road. Sitting there crying, bawling her eyes out. Little girl's in the back seat and said, Mama, why don't you pray? Mama said, you pray if you want to. We're out of gas. I'm out of time. I'm out of money. I'm out of everything. The little girl said, Jesus, we're out of gas. Please help us. Amen. Said it wasn't three minutes. Mama still cried. A guy pulls up behind the car. Walks up and said, are you in trouble? She said, I'm out of gas. He said, just a minute. Went back to his truck, got a five-gallon gas can out, full, put it in her car, and he said, there you go, be on your way. And the little girl said, ha, I told you, mama, all you had to do was pray. And that's how it works. That's how it works. In humility and brokenness, and God can't turn it down. Said he couldn't. Available prayer. So, I would that we were, we've got a reputation as a praying church. And uh, I'm, 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 uh, I told it in the prayer room. So, Pat brings me a package in this afternoon. She said, you got something in the mail. I said, I did. She said, yeah. I said, said laying in there on the table. I go in there on the table and I open up, open up this yellow envelope. It's puffy. It's got padding, bubble wrap in it and all this stuff. I open it up. There's a letter in there from this girl from Rubyville. Now, all I done was mention Arnold, used him as a illustration in a sermon at, at Rubyville, but somebody heard it. And this group of women got together and got him this prayer blanket and said, said, I want you to know we'd better pray for him. Now, this is a factual fervent prayer. Did they know him? No, but they knew he was my son's father-in-law and I love him. And they knew that he's in trouble. And they did it. And God put it on their heart. And I'm saying, if Uncle Susie's Aunt Sally friend Bob gets put on your heart by the Holy Ghost, that's a whole nother thing than putting them on the phone tree. And they began to pray and they wrote the nicest card. Well, guess where we're going Friday? We're going to take care of the little bud. And, and I, got the, I got that little blanket. That little, it's just small. And the card, I said, when Arnold sees this, it's going to help him. Let me tell you, when somebody's really praying for you, it helps you. When you know, when you know they're spending time, they're not just dropping their head and saying, God, help them. No, 
They are on their face to God and they're calling out on your behalf. I'm telling you, it does something to your spirit and it assures you that the Lord's a listening. And I'm telling you, that prayer still avails much. And we have not because we ask not. Sometimes we ask amiss. I'm, listen, we get to the place where we're really seeking him. We have this confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. He hears us. So, Jill, come play. We need to keep praying. And God does answering. And what a privilege it is to pray. We're going to stand our feet. If you need to pray, you're welcome. Jewel's going to play something. You pick something, sis, and pray. We're going to pray. Father, Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.